0: Well, Everybody's heard about the bird. The bird, bird, bird. The bird is bird. aware. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. The bird is Well, The bird is aware. The bird is aware. The bird is well, The bird is aware. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Er. Um, uh, waiting to hear Uh, back whether we are cancelled due to coronavirus edition of
1: (laughs) Grown men are infected with this shit (laughs) (laughs) No, grown men watch this shit Yeah,
0: that's the one Yeah, There's a few
1: times I didn't hear the bird entrance coming through and I was actually going to tell you normally we, everyone who listens to the show we open with surf and bird Mm -hmm. Uh, and I actually recently spoke to one bird from Seattle and told him yeah, we opened our first show with that damn song just because we thought you were so cool and never changed it. He's like, well, that's pretty cool. So the bird popped for us, tribute to the bird that has been extended the entire show.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we, we may yeah. outlast uh, the company that we originally stole the bird stick from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just actually, that's quite sad. Enough. Let's not yeah. talk
0: about that right now. I can't oh, do it. Don't have the emotional... Prepped. just not ready all right all right fair fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we're, we're accidentally recording on a different track today so that's why we didn't have the uh the bird audible to you but hopefully it will have been audible to our listeners yeah that's probably
1: very confusing what i just said so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think about it like be like we heard the song Jeremy, like what do you mean you didn't hear it? Yeah. Oh damn it. We're off now, to a great start
0: here. Now that we have yeah, in a really you know, elongated fashion.
1: Sorry. I said let's pull the curtain back even further. Normally when we're recording the show, I hear the damn entrance theme as it's, the show begins. This time I did not and I Oh, this is Hey John, how you doing?
0: <laughs> welcome, welcome everyone. Just so so you know, welcome to our uh Our occasional uh, third amigo and uh, roving Mexican reporter who, I can't even remember the shtick, doesn't happen to be Mexican. Is that what we normally say? Welcome to the show, John.
2: (laughs) Who isn't actually Mexican. Thanks for having me back, guys.
0: (laughs) How's Mexico, John? I
2: haven't been back lately. I'm I'm hoping to go for a trip in uh, May. I haven't been back since we went. But from what I hear, it is the exact same.
0: Okay, great. Well, thanks for joining us. Little reliable Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. I I look forward to coming back as well.
2: I I will tell you guys, I'm going to have a slice of Mexico coming to Denver in May. Uh, It's going to be quite a treat for me. I, I haven't been on the show since this has been happening, but you guys do know, and I'll tell the listeners. I've been dabbling with a little ring announcing lately. And one of the companies in Denver that I'm a ring announcer for is called IWC Legacy. And they are a very – of the different – you know, we've got the comedy wrestling, Lucha Libre, and laughs, which I'll get into in a bit when we're talking about the coronavirus. and uh, we've got some other promotions, Primo's, which is a little bit more juggalo. And IWC is going to be a very traditional Mexican family-friendly Lucha Libre-style show. Wow. And I am the gringo that they brought in to be the ring announcer just because I said I wanted to. Um, I've been doing that. Chris, you'll be happy to know I am opening the show with Damasy Caballeros. I was going to say, we
0: a- got this down yet. That's wonderful.
2: It, I've got my whole intro down. So my, my second just, just show. Just give us a little some-
0: little tidbit, man. Like, just, just for our listeners here. What do what we got?
2: Well, that's the thing. So I get in there, and they're kind of looking at me like, who's this gringo in a suit that replaced the beautiful Mexican girl in an evening gown that probably doesn't care about the wrestling, but is certainly nicer to look at? And, you know, they have the Rudo and the Puro sections, right? Or the Technico section. So, yeah. like, uh, there's always this drunk Rudo guy with a big drum, and everybody hates him, and he heckles everybody. And he was awesome. He looked like he was about to do some shit just getting in the ring. And I open up Damas y Caballeros. Bienvenidos a IWC Legacy. Vivo in Denver, Colorado. Bienvenidos al el mejor lucha libre en el mundo, which is uh pretty easy to translate there. The best wrestling in the world. Welcome to... IWC legacy live in Denver. And I'll tell you what, the second that I said that you could see on everybody's faces, they all just kind of sat back in their chair, like, Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he knows it got, the things. It, it, it got a nice pop. That was my intention it was like, I'm going to introduce myself as a way to be endearing and win them over anything I could say in Spanish. I would try to, but it was a good mix of English because we do have, you know, multiple cultures in the audience. Nice. And, guys, I will say, speak, speaking of the coolest, one of the coolest experiences I had talking about Mexican lucha libre, I got to introduce and spend time with the Liberace of lucha libre, Cassandra. Oh, was no, so cool. Yeah, the most exotico, right? And, and Pimpinella. And really just, you just got to spend some time back there. Um, at the end of the show, I had him sign my, my like match card notes that I was using to you know read off of.
0: Oh, that's and cool. He put
2: big little lipsticky kiss on it for me because <laughs> I think you saw how much. Um, uh, also uh, brought him some of Colorado's finest recreational and medicinal properties, and uh, that was a good time. So, and you know, really just it, that was that was a real honor, you know, going to Mexico like I have and being able to see all that. And then being able to not only introduce, but, like, sit on the rope for him as he brought in with this big old gown that was trailing 15 feet behind him. And, and that was just really, really cool. And upcoming in May, I get to do some more really cool Mexican shit. Uh, Conan is coming to town. Who, K-Dog. I mean,
0: K-dog there's
2: himself. people more important on the business side of Mexican Lucha Libre and influential than Conan has been. Mm. And that's gonna be a real treat, especially in the city of Tawana.
0: John, you know, can I can I quickly to... ask, are you planning on uh tossing his salad and peeling his potatoes? Yeah. I... Hope
1: not.
0: Hope not. <laughs> but I hope at least someone got the WCW Nitro reference there and people. Aren't I certainly just... did. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 uh, that's part of that like
1: yeah, I'm going out there saying, "Steve, like peed my potatoes." <laughs> no one knows what I'm saying. <laughs> it's
2: so great. But guys, that's gonna be great. And, and then not only uh, not only uh, Conan, but also Bestia Say Say space, another also. Tawana favorite. You know, him and his dad have just been so cool. Um, and also, we're also gonna have Matt Cross and Laredo Kid there, as long as Laredo Kid's not on any uh, reality shows. Or anything like that coming up? Hmm. That was him, right? That had to cancel on the PWG for,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. A- but I mean, that's a pretty big deal yeah. over there, so it was fair enough.
2: Yeah, it's fine, you know. it's fine. Uh, Selena De La Renta will be on the card, no low key this time, okay. and uh, so all, all that'll be really exciting. Araculo will be there, he's kind of up and coming, so it'll be a, it'll be a really good show. I'm just I'm really excited about, one, spending time with Matt Cross because I got to see him in, on the flight to Vegas, and we chatted up a little bit uh, last year. But just Conan, you know, that's, that's going to be really cool to get to just talk to him and pick his brain as well.
0: Yeah, for real. So so when is this show?
2: That is going to be May 17th in Westminster, Colorado, or for some reason, as they say here, Westminster, uh, just a, a suburb to the northwest of Denver and uh also may f- uh, tomorrow as long as we don't get any bans for the coronavirus and then also may 1st our upcoming lucha libre and last shows right uh, tomorrow we Joey Ryan is going to a a regular favorite of our comedy show the fans absolutely love him and perfect fit for that type of show uh, also there's going to be uh, Super Thunder Frog will be there who had made an appearance before with uh, a well-known or lesser-known Fire Ant, who we all know is really good friends with Orange Cassidy. And uh, so it'll be cool to see him make a big return. Heather Monroe was supposed to be on the card, but she is at the WWE Performance Center right now. She's our current women's champion as of the last show. Uh, and she's definitely a good talent. And uh, I feel like I'm missing... Oh, oh yeah, Dan Danhausen Dan Housen will be in the main event in a triple threat against some local guys as well. But then, in May first, we have Effie coming to town, and Nick has promised some surprises that he's just not telling me yet.
0: Delightful. But Can I quick ask concern? about Super Thunder Frog? Yeah. Is this the the same as the Estonian Thunder Frog? Oh, indeed, he has Ooh. many
1: incarnations incarnations of himself.
0: Awesome! Well, that's amazing. Is, that is a treat because the Estonian Thunder Frog is is a bit of a favorite of mine. So, John, if you haven't seen this dude in person, I'm excited for you.
2: I did see him last time, and I, I really hadn't watched a whole lot of, because he's in Shakara, right? I yeah. really haven't watched a lot of that platform, although I hear it's great. Um, but, but he was very entertaining when he came up with Fire Ant, and both of them were better wrestlers than I expected them to be, and this was two, three years ago. Uh, I thought, you know, they'd be a great character type of thing, right? But they, I mean, they could really both work. Uh, the crowd really loved them.
0: Does the Estonian Thunderfrog still have his hammer?
2: Does yeah, and the Excellent. the hammer will be used like last time. You know, the referee goes to take it out of his hands, and it immediately falls to the ground, type of thing. You know, okay. they really play, kind we of. Play gotta it up. We gotta be
1: worthy. You gotta be worthy.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Exactly. So we're just uh, the show. Go on, go we on. We have
2: a act out. We're sold out uh, as of earlier today. My group's going to be full. I've got like 32 people in my box coming. But the governor is supposed to make an announcement tomorrow as far as restricting events or crowds. And, you know, when we're talking about the coronavirus, and something we all probably want to discuss on the show. Um, You know, not to put next business out there, but I I know it pretty well. I mean, it's going to cause a lot of harm to these uh, independent contractors, people in the entertainment business he said if he even has to refund half the tickets tomorrow and they restricted like 250 people or something, it's, I mean, he might have to cancel his next couple shows.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, uh, that's, that's the big elephant in the room, really. And as soon as you were talking about that Lucha show and you were like, it's in May, I was like, maybe that's better. Cause it's a bit further out. But, um, yeah, man, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are real, real scared at the moment. And yeah, just, so many companies like big uh, but also like the the mom and pops, like you're talking about the independent kind of groups are like this is this is like a decimating kind of thing like it it's nuts yeah, I mean
2: that's what Brett Lauderdale and g c w and the collective were saying mm-hmm. was, we have to go on unless the city tells us we can't because we don't have the insurance, yeah, and Michael from restaurant and his wife have been saying the same thing. And you know those are those are good people. Like WrestleCon does a lot of work, and there I think like eight eight or ten people in the entire company. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, and I've I've met those guys, you know, back from an incident that happened in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, these are all really good people that work really hard, and they don't make a whole lot of money, and they do it to give us what we want, right? And I mean, everybody's getting really hurt by this. I'm yeah. working in a restaurant right now, and my money's drying up. Right. I mean, companies are laying people off.
0: So, yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's just affecting so many people. Um, I think like probably today and yesterday, maybe the day before. Like for me, at least, are the ones where it's really just like gotten to that next level. So, I mean. The NBA announcement, right? That that was the real big one that I think everyone was like, whoa, whoa. but then even more, Tom Hanks. Holy shit, Tom Hanks. He's on <laughs> Australia, right? Yeah, him and his wife, and they got the uh, the yeah. coronavirus.
2: They tweeted out today that they're doing okay. They're just staying isolated to protect everybody else, but they yeah. said that they're in good spirits.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to lose... someone there's a potential to lose tom hanks everyone's going to rally to get rid of this stuff like
2: we got to keep
0: tom hanks (laughs) i I read a great thing on twitter it was like it's it's just so american that everyone's like this is nothing oh no they got tom hanks all right this is real guys yeah
1: Yeah, if it's tom hanks or somebody's dog people get
0: concerned (laughs) yeah
1: though i did i did read the dogs
0: the dogs are okay now did you read that yeah, dogs can't get corona. Yeah, yeah. That so we we got a plus, we got a minus. So yeah. Whew. Yeah, dude. But it's it's crazy. Like the NXL, the uh, so the the South everyone's favorite West. XFL. What's yeah, that March Madness. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: No people there. millions of dollars to each city, and these are people's jobs, and you know, uh, guys. Uh, you guys remember Whitney, you know, she's at Disney World right now and they're closing the parks.
0: I do uh, remember Like
2: Whitney. Sunday. Hi, Whitney. And uh, yeah, uh, she's at Disney World right now with her family. And um, yeah, they're closing the parks.
0: Man, that's a ballsy today. decision. So did did they get in before they were closed?
2: Yeah, well, they're closing the park on Sunday and they're giving okay. everybody that staying at their hotels until Monday to leave. If she's leaving Saturday, she'll have been there for a week but uh they have it's, wait people that's the go to disney world weeks. for that long uh yeah yeah Dude, you can't
0: no see it all in one day man i've never yeah, been i've always wanted
2: to oh it's disney huge world. and you can easily spend a week there and also when you spend a week there you'll get the four days four or five days to go to the parks but you also can have a day in between where you just don't go and you rest and you hang around the hotels which are their own experience you know And, um, yeah, I mean, especially when you're coming from overseas or far away, it's expensive enough to go there that they make it. If you're going to spend all the money to get there for five days, they make it, like, only a little bit more if you want to stay for seven type of thing.
0: I cannot imagine wanting to spend that amount of time at a theme park.
2: Her family are Disney freaks. Um, I worked at Disney. I've seen plenty of these people that, you know, they – They, a lot of people that even work there, you know, this is subculture, Disney freaks that Mm. every time. There's gangs.
1: Yeah. They just
2: (laughs) right back at the company. Now Disney announced that they're going to pay their employees for the three weeks that they don't need them. That's good. um, That they've decided to close it for. Yeah. I didn't realize you
0: hate fun so much, Chris. Yeah. Noted hater of fun. Chris. Yeah, like let's not go on rides every day. Like, what? What are
2: you talking about? You know, you wouldn't go to for a week,
1: dude. Like when I was a kid, one time we went to uh, Disneyland, and then another weekend we went to Knott's Berry Farm. Probably two of the best days of my goddamn life. I mean, what are you talking about, Chris?
0: I mean, I love theme parks, man. Like when I went to Knott's okay. Berry, when I went to the the mountain, fucking what's it called? The mountain one, the Ric Flair. Magic Mountain? Sure. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's at Disneyland. Wait, is it? Then what am I talking yeah, about? Space, space, the ca- space, space mountain. mountain. What's the, the Mick Foley flags. one? Six Flags. Six Flags. Yeah, they're the two I'm yeah, yeah, so Space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, getting your re- you're getting your wrestling references
0: mixed up. I'm getting
1: my I mountains mixed up, guys. You had sex with Ric Flair. That's what we're trying to say here. You, you rode Space Mountain.
0: I, I probably... I don't know. I'm not going to talk about whether I'd have sex with Ric Flair or not.
1: <laughs> I'll say I would. If you know, we need to get that out of the way, I'll I get... Yeah. Need I
0: don't drink. know Woo. if I'd, like, have solo sex with Ric Flair, but I'd definitely, like, hit him up like in a threesome kind of scenario if we're, like, tag-teaming kind of thing. Like, I could do that with Ric you, Flair.
1: What you and Tully and Ric Flair?
0: <laughs> Hey-oh! I uh, a tag team with Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, if that opportunity comes up, you're not going to not have a threesome with Ric Flair.
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess I would, man. That'd be, you know, something I'd be very fine with, I guess. But I'd never considered it, Thanks. That'd
0: be something for the, the bucket kid. list.
1: Can I wear the robe, Rick? No. I can't, I can't wear the robe.
0: I'd definitely do the, um, the Ric Flair spinner gimmick. spinning penis Uh, people that don't know the reference (laughs) oh lord (laughs) Uh, that went so blue so fast Never know how we got there anyway but yeah no when I went to those theme parks I just did one day each and that was a lot so I that's what I mean I couldn't imagine doing more than uh more than one day in a row of a theme park experience like that but I am not an American so maybe it's part of you guys' culture
1: Yes, yes. Theme park. We all were raised on theme parks. Uh, long lineage of theme park gangs. And when I said about theme park gangs, there really I, there's like people who go to Disneyland. They all have their own jackets and they meet and they go together at certain times of year. There's even a special club sweet. that people can go to, but you have to pay for a membership. It's like Club Thirty Two or something like that. It's like a secret Mickey Mouse club, and there's a restaurant and stuff. It's it's crazy. People really fucking love Disneyland.
0: That's nuts! I, mean, I thought you were making a hilarious I, reference on like Disneyland having their own Bloods and Crips, but no. No, I really, I really wasn't. It sounds like it, which
1: is, makes it so crazy. Like they, don't, they rumble sometimes. They have
0: knives. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> da ah, we're the Jets. <laughs> Disneyland greasers, all about it. Okay. Oh.
1: All right, this is the funnest podcast we've ever done.
0: (laughs) Let's close it down.
1: When we all get together, we're just like, yeah, we're just goofy as shit.
0: I'm having fun, guys. This is nice. Um, So, yeah, they just canceled ROH
1: today. Yeah, man. So many
0: cancellations. that, That was such a bummer, man, because that, like, ROH past versus present show... And, like, the anniversary show with, like, two of the best-looking ROH cards in, like, at least the last five years, I want to say. Like, I'm so sad about those. I mean, if this fucking pure title tournament also gets cancelled, I'm just, like, going to start breaking things. What are you doing, John? Is John breaking things? Oh,
2: sorry. I didn't hear that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah man the uh honestly it's the first couple roh shows i was legitimately excited about and was actually considering buying that a whole roh world thing mm. to stream the shows unfortunate
0: yeah yeah but i've Honor been signed Club up um yeah for the the this year since uh i don't know final battle i think and it's been been some good stuff at um atlanta show they that dropped we talked about on, right? the whole thing that's what the plan, either they've done it or that's the plan. They're yeah, yeah, I know the, the plan, but it's just like, okay. it's, that's a lot of shows, you know. I imagine it's going to be yeah. a, a slow rollout, but um, yeah, that that's some awesome shit. I saw they put up the, the Joga versus Kabashi match on their YouTube oh, for everyone recently. Nice. So good. Yeah, but that's an insane back catalog. They're looking so good right now, and it's just like such a killer that this has happened right now when there's so much momentum. But I mean, you could say that for so many groups, like AEW as well, for example.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that big show there had come up that was getting canceled.
0: Yeah, like their mm-hmm. biggest biggest drawing that show biggest... that they've had since their start on, on TNT, I guess. Prudential yeah, Center. Doing like... Well, do you think this
1: is something that. It it is as they say, maybe at to peter out, or this is gonna ramp up more and more as people are actually can get a hold of some tests to find out if they
0: have this shit. I think it's a big question mark. That that's it, man. Like, are we? I don't. One would think we're at the height of the um, just the craziness of it, but we really have no idea. Like, I think a lot of countries, like yours and mine included, are uh, just doing such a really terrible job of the actual testing side of it that we just, Mm -hmm. we have no idea what this even looks like which is scary
2: I mean my prediction is we're obviously going to find out over the next two weeks that drastically more people have it than are confirmed Mm. Yeah, but I think that we're at the height of it as far as uh, you know, maybe people dying I think that a lot of people I hope so. How how many people on through a cold where you almost like didn't even realize you had a cold until after you'd had it for a few days and you started feeling better right you know you know what i mean so who knows how many people are just except for the people with immunodeficiencies and older people and things like that but i feel like that is probably at its height or is going to be at its height in the next week but i think we're going to find out that like drastically more people have it or have spread it and things like that right
0: yeah i mean they said that um, that the death rate is like lower than the the standard influenza, right?
1: I don't know, man.
0: I think I have read. I that. heard so I,
1: many different, so I've many seen, different facts that, that
2: are. Somebody said it was like 10, fifteen times more fatal than the flu, but just way less people have it, um, and that the total number is lower. You know, I I I don't I don't really know what to believe. I haven't seen anything super reliable yet. Yeah, so I'm
0: just I just
2: honestly think legitimately
1: people. People didn't take it seriously because of the damn name. Like, Corona, ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. It's named after a beer. That's funny. And I love it. Like, oh, oh, shit. People are getting killed by the beer.
2: B- compared disease. to the Zika virus, which sounds terrifying. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah. I, uh, I love baby. the thing I saw on Twitter it's the other day heart of heart. the dad joke of, uh, I'll have that Corona, but hold the virus. A, A, <laughs> am I right?
2: Bartending hey. getting irritated, yeah,
0: um, yeah, I mean we're not experts on this at all. we're just dudes talking about it, but uh, that's it, like...
1: well, you guys, I forgot to tell you, I lined up an actual an expert oh. on coronavirus I me introduce is Dr. Steven von <laughs> um <laughs> excellent
0: welcome to the show, Doctor <laughs> the hello,
1: gentlemen, let me tell you about the coronavirus. <laughs>
0: he really should sound weird, like like drunk. brett from um no no not brett uh what's his name from uh our, our favorite new zealand based tv show <laughs> brett and Germain. dude
1: if i listen to the show i can get into the voice but it's, it's hard to start talking like reese darby out of
0: nowhere yeah reese reese is who i'm talking about here yeah
1: oh the students so <sighs> Let's get let's try to get on track a little bit, maybe by chance, by going and having John share his recent experience. Didn't he go to a wrestling show that we are going to chat about?
0: Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. AEW Dynamite.
0: Hey! Uh, Perhaps one of yeah, the last that... live arena dynamites uh for the foreseeable future. Do you feel special on that fact? Yeah, that was something.
2: And it was I'll tell you what, it was a good show too, man. Like I think there were some people on the internet talking about how slow the show was or whatever. No, it was – they did their job.
0: Just so everyone you know knows, I mean? this is the Denver Dynamite that we had last week prior to this week's Salt Lake City episode. This was the one that had the the debut of Jake the Snake Roberts in <laughs> AEW uh, along with uh, some, some other stuff, a lot of the fallout from the, the big uh, Revolution pay-per-view. So it was a, a, a pretty sweet thing to actually have a Dynamite in uh, in your town, I would think.
2: Yeah, and I gotta say the ticket sales were apparently some of the lower that they've had touring around. But we were we were loud, we were rowdy. People kind of came from all over the Midwest. There were people that drove from like Nebraska and things like that to come. Nice. And a couple highlights. One first, Jake the Snake and cutting one of the best promos that you know I've oh, ever man. heard live. Did
0: you guys think sure. he had that in him? Like I was just taken aback. Hey. It-
2: he had it in him, but would he ever get the chance? And when he got the chance, would he have the confidence to do it right away type of thing? I like, I was
1: like you. I was both – I definitely knew that Jake, if if he needs to turn it on, he can turn it on. But I was shocked on how good a promo for a debut right? it was because it seemed like a throwaway <laughs> segment for a second, but then he came out and
2: cut this oh, amazing promo. Oh, can swing in. So that was really cool. A couple other good viewpoints is – one, well, I got to meet Justin Roberts after the show. He would. I told him I was a ring announcer. He's like, "Oh, that's great. Do you want a picture?" Yes, I'd love one. I went to shake his hand, and he's like, "Let's fist bump." So, <laughs> Corona was already in effect a week, a week prior. Uh, also, I gotta give this. I gotta give this shout out. And if you're on Reddit, you've probably seen the talks about it. If you watched AEW Dark, you saw it this week. Last week, a girl, uh, or monster, I should say that is a wrestler in Denver, Abaddon. Uh, she, yeah, she's, a, she's really new to the sea. She's been wrestling maybe a year, training maybe a year and a half and wrestling a year. I think, I think those numbers are even a little bit overestimated. And I have seen this girl, Monster, come a long way through the Respect Women's Wrestling shows that we have here. And also their partnership with Rocky Mountain Pro, which I've done a little bit of a ring announcing before, but just like hung around and stuff like that too. Um, they're a monster that's five feet tall and weighing a thousand dead, uh, like souls, something like that. Well, Abaddon got to debut on AEW Dark uh, due to some pushing by Rocky Mountain Pro's owner Matt Yaden to get a couple of his people on the card, and she took off, man. She wrestled, uh, uh. Sheeta, Makara Sheeta, and she did look made her look incredible i mean she held her own don't get me wrong she absolutely held her own way better than kind of you know what i saw six months ago from her right you know what i had in my head as far as how she was going to do she killed it but uh shida just really played up this character like this was some terrifying thing um Apparently that was really important to Kenny bringing in some of like the female local talents was like, make sure you make their characters look good because you never know where they're going to be in a year and we need women and things like that, right? And um, she just really did a good job. She got all over Reddit and Twitter and was really kind of freaked out about how quick this has all happened, right? because She's been wrestling a year. And it seems like the reaction to her was very positive. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of going on in my local wrestling scene right now is people are like, "Whoa, this girl's been wrestling a year." Uh, she got flown out to Salt City this week to do some training with them, and got to spend time with Kenny and Cody, and you know, really kind of talk to them. Like, all right, well, you know, we might bring you back at some point, so just start training a lot. Well, and, yeah, I saw the
1: pictures of her. She's fighting her face. <laughs> the angle of the picture, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" This chick is scary as hell.
2: Yeah, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Is that the Great one John posted? Character. No, I saw a different picture, but I don't remember seeing the one. I didn't actually, I just saw it announced that she was some chick was on dark, and then then I looked up other, other pictures, like, it's a, it's a really cool makeup job, but on dark, the way she was standing, like, the angle, it made one of her eyeballs look like it was popping out of her head. It was fucking
2: scary.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the picture, and she is a scary-looking lady.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Slash and monster. it scares me. by the day. I mean that it's it's so cool because I saw our first match. Um. So Nick, the guy that runs Lucha Libre and laughs, he also runs Respect Women's Wrestling, and it's meant to be. It's kind of like a bar wrestling field. It's like standing room. It's in a bar. Um. They have live music instead of the comedy and wrestling. He has live music and wrestling, and they'll do like two or three matches, and they'll break for like a mini band set, and then uh more matches and then after that the band will just keep playing all night type of thing
0: that's cool i want to see more bands in wrestling
2: yeah well so guys nick is this like genius booker man like he (laughs) our other wrestling shows get the same 100 150 people maybe at every show they don't really bring in you know new faces right and sometimes people hear about it. If it's at a brewery or something like that, they'll check it out, but it's really just like the same people that go over and over again. And Nick's shows have really ramped up and they, they sell out pretty much every show and they sell out with people that I don't, I don't really like a very low percentage of them, are the people that are actually watching wrestling on a, on a regular basis uh, or at all. And they're comedy fans. They bring in really good talent. They, they they bring in some of like Denver's well-known comedians. So it brings those people out. And you get a lot of people that wouldn't normally watch wrestling being very entertained by it. And nice. that's what he's starting to do with respect as well, but with a focus on being a upstanding women's promotion that takes it seriously. And um, he's, he's making big stars. I mean, he's making good stars. Like Royce Isaacs came out of Lucha Libre and laughs. And he's done well. Cody Devine is kind of, his name is getting a little bit more well-known because he moved to San Diego for a while and got well-known there. And then he moved back here. Uh, but I mean, definitely Royce was a bigger name and Anaya's done well. Anaya and Hoodie both wrestled in Denver a lot. And, um, and then now we've got Abaddon taking off, you know, so Denver scenes looking good.
0: That's cool, man. Cause that, uh, I guess for a long time was one of those kind of like weird removed scenes from like the rest of the independence. I guess, similar to like where, uh, the Pacific Northwest scene was at. Yeah you know, a while ago, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of blown up recently by the sounds of it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is the same thing as the Pac Northwest, except for you have more cities around that area. Like Denver's in the middle of nowhere. And unless you, it's six hours to Salt Lake city, it's like, you know, six hours to Albuquerque and like nine hours to Vegas. So something like that, maybe a little bit longer than nine hours Vegas. I think. Um, and we're in the middle of nowhere. Unless you fly here, you're taking a real road trip. Like we we don't get a lot of these, you know. We have a we have a really big thriving music scene for what we for where we're located.
0: And so I basically, think that if you're stuff. a good independent wrestler, you should get the fuck out of Denver. Is that what you're saying? Uh yeah. You know, <laughs> um, Sam
2: Hodel. Um, uh, what's it going? It was Sammy Six Guns. To wrestle by now. He's he's over in Ring of Honor. He left and moved to to Baltimore to work uh Ring of Honor full time. And you know, I mean that, that is kind of the feeling is like at some point you have to move out of here and either go west or east.
0: Mm.
2: Florida, Philly, or like LA, San Diego.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, in terms of, of your scene at the moment, so you haven't seen really anything directly affected by this coronavirus at this point. Like, there hasn't been any statewide announcements of the limiting gatherings or anything like that for, uh, well, for as you guys, I would, John?
2: Tomorrow. And he's going to announce it before tomorrow's Lucha Libre and Laugh show. Right. And as I said, I mean,. You know, I have it on good word that if he even has to refund half the tickets, he's not going to be able to for the next two shows that he was planning on. And also, he works, you know, the the same promoter, he works at the venue, right? So all these tours are canceling. He's not getting as much work. That's going to affect his money and how much more you can pump back into this company. So, I mean, this is the real world and, you know, we're like wrestling's not your only job, right? And even his other jobs hurting too and that's kind of having that
0: effect yeah for real uh, Jeremy how about you? Have you guys had any announcement yet? I saw like there's a Defy show that was like just announced coming up with a sick looking main event and I'm a little bit scared for it
1: uh, Defy show, Defiant 1's got cancelled, they haven't said anything about the one with Loki and Sasuke
2: yet
0: yeah, well
2: Loki he cancels hmm? so Loki will handle that himself when he cancels,
1: yeah he'll just not show
2: up Uh, he
0: would not show up at sasuke come on yeah right
1: (laughs) yeah right you're right no anyway uh (laughs) the whack got cancelled uh roseland which is a prestige show down in uh portland which had a freaking stacked card that got cancelled as well
0: so is this like the companies themselves cancelling or like venue related and like a a a thing from the the states
1: States both announced that no gatherings over 250 people
0: right Man. yeah so where's the defy show with loki and sasuke
1: it's at the same place but the, he didn't say for how, uh i think i forget how long but the one show definitely comes in the time period but they haven't announced the other show i don't think yet whether or not it's been canceled i don't believe so
0: okay okay <laughs> and there's there's nothing did you what'd you say about whack
1: that also got canceled because yeah they would be over 250 and you know it's also trying to be concerned with people's well-being
0: yeah so there's like no thought of hey let's just limit it to 250 and still run the shows
1: yeah it's just like we're not going to run the shows and they're canceled school, so for until April something, what? no schools, yeah, private schools and uh, public schools, our governor canceled them.
0: Holy shit. That yep, is... it's pretty
1: fucking crazy, man.
0: Do you think we're going to get to the point where, like, all businesses that deal with the general public, like cafes, restaurants, bars, like, they'll have to close their doors? Uh, I think that'll probably be the last thing. They'll probably keep, like,
1: uh, well, no, markets. So grocery stores will probably stay open, but I can see restaurants closing. Yeah, for sure. Fuck.
0: Dude, I'm scared. Want me to hold you? Yeah, that'd be nice. Just a, Get over here. Just, just a gentle, big spoon, little spoon kind of situation would be good right now.
1: <laughs> we'll do the triple spoon. We'll do the triple stack spoon.
0: So John, what's our plan for Tampa? If uh all the
1: collective shows are going, we're still going, right? Or you wanna are you cancel thinking about canceling?
2: Uh I- I'm down to still go. I mean
1: Yeah, I'm still down to go if the collective shows are going on. You guys I are maniacs, my...
0: let me just say.
1: The Beyond guys uh said they're still running big balls, like unless the city says they can't it's still on, and if they're not, if the- well, sounds like it sounds like Eric
0: Stevens was like sounding like his his career may be over already because that was meant to be his retirement show, and he sounded a bit doubtful on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Well, there's the black. Li- uh, the guy was saying today, like eight hours ago, he's like still running the thing, so who knows? Mm. I yeah. bought a ticket just in case they'll refund it if I can't.
0: I um, one of the things cool. I wanted to talk to you guys about cool. was just this whole mania weekend and it's like so up in the air at the moment like wwe's still talking like it's mania is going to happen which i'm very doubtful of on this at this point but i think it's super interesting the idea that if mania itself is cancelled like that the idea that the collective and and these other smaller shows that they could still run like there's no mania but they're still making their own indie mania kind of thing like I think that'd be fucking badass, but I don't know whether well, it'd be even is, allowable.
2: The thing with the collective is, they basically said they don't have the insurance, mm. and if they don't run something, if if they're allowed to and they don't run something, like that's gonna hurt them so bad that they just can't really do that.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw that post from Brett. Just wild.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was honestly wondering, like, all right, can't shows just only have 250 people and maybe have a donation thing? Like, hey, we're not going to, like, ask you to pay more. But cool. if you have any, If you have anything extra to donate to help us make up for, like, the $2,000 deficit we now have, just so we can break even, we'll continue to try to bring this to you.
0: Mm. I, don't
1: I don't know. I'm smart. not a
2: promoter. I, <laughs> I, I, no, yeah, you sound like you a know,
1: promoter.
2: You sound like a promoter. <laughs> when the session, people still need entertainment. People get depressed. People get down. You have to go 100%. out. You have to spend a little money. You have to support businesses. You have to go buy drinks and tip servers. Otherwise, you'll never get out of
0: it. I um I did think it was hilarious the idea. On um, I think there was a bunch of people on Twitter being like. I I think it's great that everyone is taking their health uh, advice uh instead of from doctors and experts but from wrestling promoters. I think this is a really healthy thing. <laughs> <laughs> or Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. like I think it's a conspiracy theory basically is what he's
1: saying. <laughs> or earlier he's like uh I think the government was or who thinks it's like a uh I don't know. He just sounded like some sort of stoner. I'm not looking at it, but it sounds like some pothead taking too time to think about the government planning this fucking attack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. Cause I'm into more from an entertainment perspective. I, I love the conspiracy theory shit, um, but I'm not going to lie. I did think of it and be like, Hey, it, it's in no way in the government's interests to have this shit shut down. Like if anything, it's in their interest to try to keep going, you know? So, I don't know about the government conspiracy thing from that perspective.
1: Hey, man, it's like going back to what you're saying, taking advice from people who maybe not be experts on things we should be taking advice on. Wrestlers going and telling us about uh, communicable viruses, maybe those aren't the guys to listen to.
0: You're kidding. I want to take all of my health expert advice from um, stoners and people that have made questionable life choices.
1: Yeah. What should I do? Uh, somas, I think, maybe? <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> With a side of steroids. Yeah, just do some <laughs> somas. And you'll be all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Um, did you see, On um, speaking of the WrestleMania weekend thing, did you see the shitstorm uh, between Josh Barnett and um, fucking the ICW promoter?
1: No. Go on.
0: Yeah, so GCW, I don't know if it is anymore, but it used to be run by Brett Lauderdale and Danny DeManto. Uh, Danny DeManto, famed uh, ex-boyfriend of Tammy Sitch, I believe. Mm. Sonny. If any of y'all remember that. Um, One of the same? Yes, yes. And... um, so then I don't know if Denny is still involved in GCW, but I know he was like when they came up with the first uh like blood sport, like when it was the, the Matt Riddles blood sport. Um and now he's most well known for, for running ICW in New York. Which puts out some great shows and they're they're doing the really cool um uh what was the Hogan Wrestling movie? The first one, the WWF one called. Uh no holds barred? Yeah, yeah, no holds barred. They're doing like the no holds Barred shows in uh ICW now, which are kind of like their version of blood sport, but with a bit different rules. Um, but with like chains for the ropes. I thought that was pretty sick. Um but but I the one part just on a tangent on that that I have a problem with is that it's no holds barred and the rules are uh, i think it's submission i mean no no submissions uh it, it pinfall or knockout is the only way to win which to me that is the complete opposite of what no holds barred means like no holds barred means like you know Nothing there's left. there's no limitations on the submissions you know it's almost like they've got no the simpsons old no holds comma barred <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that aside out the window so um now um josh barnett's obviously got the blood sport and he's really made it into just something next level from those early that early um matt riddle one because josh barnett is like just one of the pioneers of shoot style wrestling and knows it inside out um and so for this year's blood sport um he recently made a a thing to where he he really didn't like the idea that you know people go from a match at blood sport and then they're going to have a a match like two hours later or the next day or they have a match like six hours before because it really like invalidates the the concept of of taking this as like a serious fight kind of thing uh so he he like put a thing out um and uh like chris dickinson was the first to announce that he couldn't uh, have his match with Takeda that he was previously going to on the ICW show that was going to be like six hours later because of this thing from Josh Barnett and Dickinson put, Dickinson put out like a really good video about it just saying, hey, you know, this isn't anything on ICW. I just think it's the right thing to do. I have a lot of respect for Josh. So, you know, this is what's up. And then, man, this turned into the biggest fucking shitstorm between um, Danny D'Amato and, uh, and, and Josh Barnett over the idea of not letting – dickinson and, and other guys do this thing and then danny damanto was like oh you were just given this blood sport thing you didn't even come up with it you've really brought nothing you've t- taken this <laughs> idea and just like driven it into the ground and man it, i i was just reading the whole thing and to me like DeManto was just looking so bad in it but i don't know what what are you guys' thoughts on that
1: um well i mean, I mean- I, I agree with what Josh was saying. If he wants to treat his product differently and make it – give it a real fight feel, I can understand the request. But at the same time, I can see while the other promoters is like, man, it's still a work, so what? What's the, why are we doing this? But I think it's – a lot of time it's uh, posturing with wrestling guys on Twitter. They they got to represent what their viewpoint, and they're not going to back down. I have the utmost respect to Josh Barnett, so I'm going to fall on his side.
0: Nice nice how about you john <laughs> josh barnett could probably I mean, beat I us all up so there's that to...
2: um i would say barnett's show came first but you you can't monopolize your talent and tell them they can't like you don't have non-compete clauses either though do you
0: well you don't you know, but you mean? can be like hey sure. if you don't do this i don't want you on my show because you don't have the proper respect for my show you know
2: I can see I can see both sides. There's a right to make money and, you know, run a business. There's also a right to protect your business as well, right? I don't I, really have enough information yet. I all.
0: do think, like, one of my complaints on the Mania Weekend experience is that a lot of these workers just work so many fucking matches, a lot of them not even very good paydays um, from what I hear. Uh, but it's just about the amount of matches. Well, when you, that you when work. you break
1: it down to the per minute cop payment, it's really quite a bit, Chris. When you really
0: think about it. <laughs> I love that Twitter post that you did. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy did a fantastic Twitter post today um, about uh, all of these all of these workers complaining about their paydays. If you really break it down to their hourly rate, if their their match time <laughs> is like they're working at a at a supermarket or something they're actually doing pretty good. And then so many people got angry. My best thing really was
1: making fun of wrestling fans. You always say, and you did all that for $25. I'm like, well, all that for $25. When you break it down per minute, that's 15 minutes match. That's a hundred dollars an hour. It's pretty tremendous payment. Uh, Swade Thompson just quoted my tweet. It was a really upset face. And then another wrestler, Brian or Kevin cook. He's like, no,
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it's a joke, buddy. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for the amount of like shook independent wrestlers to be commenting yeah. on it. We didn't get enough of them for my liking. But yeah, I always love that people taking the piss. I was being ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Like, I was just taking the piss. Taking the piss. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think you actually meant it, but it was funny. It wouldn't yeah. have been funny if you meant it, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's such an
1: absurd thing to say. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it. So, if anybody did take me serious, like, well, clearly you must. This must be the first day you're following me. If you don't understand.
0: You know right. what, guys? I think these independent wrestlers make too much money. Let's try to yeah, lower down these just paydays. take down a peg or two. <laughs> Maybe I should have done it on that day or today.
1: Maybe that was the problem.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, hilarious. But yeah, I mean, in my book, I was kind of like alluding to is like i love mania weekend but it's like sometimes there's a point i think where the guys are just working too much um too many just shitty paydays to like just get them in there because they can and it results in lesser performances like there are a lot of matches that i saw in uh new york uh, uh, jersey city um last year that i thought really like they the potential to be fantastic matches but in a lot of cases you just get two fucking oh. Om- unmotivated dudes who have wrestled like 12 times in the last 48 hours who uh just couldn't give a fuck or like uh, trying to but they just their body isn't willing and it's like this isn't even there's like a safety issue to it i think it's not necessarily a good deal uh so i think And then
1: they're also like they all have maybe one match they're especially looking forward to working that weekend so they're mm -hmm. maybe holding back until they get to that one because again physically spent if you're working five matches in a weekend or even some, some of these guys are even more than that
0: yeah yeah man so I got to do, like,
1: about 12
2: matches one year
0: it's ridiculous but yeah I mean if you're looking at it from the perspective of doing a shoot style match and that's kind of a match that you generally give a bit more to than your your general fair indie match um, at least along the lines of that sick Daisuke Ikeda uh, Yuki Ishikawa match that we watched the other week um, but like if you're going all out balls to the wall in that kind of a match and then the idea that you're working a match like six hours later I, I get Josh's point and I think it's an admirable one and yeah I, I don't know that that's that's my side of the boat I'll, I'll side with anything shoot star wrestling honestly <laughs> but yeah it was an interesting one.
1: I am really looking forward to that show if we actually end up seeing it. God damn you corona.
2: Yeah. Ruining all I mean, my
1: plans. Think Us wrestling really fans good. are all selfishly like upset that this thing is going down, but really hopefully a lot of them are taking time to realize this is possibly financially crippling to people. So it's not about you wrestling fans. You missed some fucking some grappling, big whoop.
0: <laughs> wrestling fans are the best for that though, right? Like there's a fucking epidemic. And wrestling fans are like, but, but I won't get to go to my show, guys. My wrestling <laughs> just pops me. Oh
2: I hope God. it goes on. Yeah.
1: Did you see the? Did you say for the end of the show, uh, when they had the guy who came out as uh,
2: Joey Ryan future, from the really? future? Yeah, I've met or him. A Joey Janela
1: times. from the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's from up here. So I was just making sure. if I, he think, saw him
2: I think I met him at three, two, one battle with you, didn't I?
1: Uh he probably was at uh Defy. I don't think he goes to 321 or he didn't.
2: Okay. I met him somewhere because he was already following me on Twitter. Ooh. Very cool.
0: Wait, what is this? Who he is this?
2: Followed I don't know. I have so few, few uh, Twitter followers that I just figured he'd met me once and I told him. To Sounds
1: like you're underwater for a second there. Uh so my buddy who's from here, John he likes to cosplay as Joey Janela, and he has all the gear and everything. But he went to the show in Denver, and at the end of the show, uh, or was it the beginning? I'm not sure. But Joey invited him in the ring and said, hey, everyone, the time machine was used, and this is me from the future. And everyone's like, future Joey, or some shit. The dude was pretty <laughs> jazzed about the whole deal.
0: That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: that was at the very end. That was that was the curtain. They they've been doing that in in each show. They've been pulling people out of the crowd and letting them get a pin on Brandon Cutler. What? <laughs> yeah, they had Scooby Doo and Jesus as a tag team. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, or a week ago. Then they had like a little kid dressed up as like Orange Cassidy.
1: <laughs> That's pretty great.
0: Yeah, I yeah, remember the so- one with uh, with Tony even- Khan. I remember, the, I remember the Tony Khan one everyone got pissed off at when he uh, did the stunners?
2: Oh
1: yeah.
0: Well, so oh, the boss
1: that. is not allowed to get a little shine.
0: Yeah. Apparently he didn't even want to do it, but everyone was just peer group pressuring him, and he's like, "All right, fine."
2: Yeah, so, it, so it was a lot of. It's got a it's got a real big house show type feel where they interact with the crowd during dark a little bit more, and they're kind of messing around and. You know
0: it gives because I, I watched the um the Fight one in Australia, so we'd like see it all through the commercials, and a lot of times you'll see the commercial bits where like normally you have at least one bit per episode where there's like someone that just like has a little they play with the crowd during the the commercial, and I guess most yeah. famously um jericho Jericho's ones are always the best for that. But it, it's great to see, like, a company that's just so much more engaging with the fans like that. Like, I remember fucking, I don't know, which Mania weekend it was, maybe the New Orleans one. And, yeah, Ben and I went to a, a Raw and a SmackDown, and it's just, like, so boring. Like, it's almost like you're there and they're just ignoring the fans, like, during the commercials. And you just see the same, like, the same commercials on repeat. like the hype videos that they do and it's just like the most monotonous boring bullshit but i think uh yeah dynamite's like the polar opposite of that i think it's really cool
2: i enjoyed it i thought it was a great show we were thoroughly entertained um i ended up getting upgraded down to four seats that was fun
0: nice what do you think the house was all in all
2: uh had people thousand.
0: saying like three or four thousand something like that
2: three or four thousand probably but they were loud mm. it was loud it was it was i mean they were very passionate people we were all really how do i say this they were all very proud of themselves they were like well we showed them that even though we didn't sell it out that we want them to come back you know like that was kind of like the mindset of the crowd they were like really pleased and like the local talents got good cheering. I don't know if you could hear everybody chanting, eat her soul. You know, like, we really kind of got into those matches. Oh, I thought
1: like they that. were saying something much dirtier. <laughs> um, so getting soul,
0: and
2: we were getting back to the actuality.
0: tossing a salad thing, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Zing. Nah,
2: uh, they got thoroughly local talent. Everybody, I think, was just mesmerized with Jake the Snake coming out.
0: Yeah. So cool, man. I actually only saw Jake. Uh, He did like a talking tour gimmick in in Brisbane, Australia, less than like uh, I think two weeks prior to that. So I like saw him in a a room and just heard him talk for a couple of hours about shit. And uh, yeah, safe to say I was a pretty big surprise to then see him like debuting on on AEW like a week and a half later.
2: Yeah, it was – I never thought I'd ever see that be honest with you
0: i would recommend his talking to her if anyone gets the the chance to do it like you definitely get the idea that he's get the impression that he's like a just a carny as motherfucking worker like just everything you expect from that era but he's got some fun stories and he's a very uh a very colorful and relatable dude so fun times
1: and great oldies (laughs)
0: you guys been watching anything else this last uh, couple of weeks or do you feel like you will be watching anything exciting in this uh period when we have less uh less things to watch than we may have otherwise
1: well i did watch a little bit of the gcw show that was going down Uh, i watched the main event with blake christian and joey janella and that was a pretty fun match um what I have been really watching is nothing wrestling-related at all. So I, I started watching The Sopranos. Oh, was I
0: was so big. happy when I read that, man. You know my love for Sopranos. It, you, are you getting it. the hype so far? Like, is, is it feeling like it's it's bigger or it's different to what you thought based on it being one of the most hyped TV shows of all time, or are you just jiving with it?
1: Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's funnier than I expected it to be. I didn't think it was going to have that nearly as many funny moments, but... There really is a lot of comedy, either inadvertent or intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, really compelling. I definitely keep wanting to watch. Uh, one of the good bits I watched recently was when Junior told some chick that it's gay to eat pussy. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> that's <laughs> such a masculine logic. It's so ridiculous.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> was well, it? was like, if you'll if you suck on that, what else will you suck you'll on? You'll suck on, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> That
1: is so And then later on the same episode, they're, they're playing golf, and Tony's like, hey, I hear uh, Uncle June's in the muff, or stuck in the muff. Did I say muff? I meant rough. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, I love it so much. Is season one the one with uh, Tony in the pool feeding the ducks? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah.
1: It starts out when the duck's in his fucking pond, or, yeah, in his pool, and then they fly away. And then he has a dream. They fly away with his dick. Yes. But, yeah, I've been just... There's so many good television programs on, uh, programs, uh, so many good programs on recently, and I've just been anything, just trying to watch as much as possible because literally either watching too much wrestling or just just too much bullshit going on coronavirus. I need to distract myself. Yeah. Uh, two shows I would recommend is uh, there's something called oh shit, let me pull up the name real quick. It's dispatch, oh dispatches from elsewhere. It's really freaking awesome. Uh, And then there was another show. Oh, yeah, the new season of Breaking – or Better Call Saul is back. Oh, I can't wait for that. It is so good. So if you're fans of those kind of shows, um, Dispatches from Elsewhere is like a really trippy – out this world. So this guy gets contacted, and he's told about this institute that's looking for members – and then it's like this long, drawn-out game, whether or not it be might be reality, but it's like a comedy. Dude, you, it's so fucked up. Chris, you'd love it. John, I don't know if that's kind of your speed, but it's so trippy and rad, and it's everyone should watch it. It's tremendous.
0: That sounds great. What's it on? I will it on.
1: Oh, it's sh- on AMC, Dispatches from Elsewhere. It actually comes on right after Better Call Saul, so you kind of fall into it if you're easy enough. You know, you don't want to change the channel.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I hope that gets brought onto the uh, the Stan streaming network that uh, Better Call Saul is also on in Australia. That sounds pretty great. Dispatches from elsewhere. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a little noteski off that one. Um, yeah, man, I've been it's watching it. a bit of TV as well. Uh, I've um, I've really been getting back into. You ever watched Last Man on Earth? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's a bit of an older show, but it's uh, just been added to our SBS On Demand in Australia. So I was finally uh, cranking back into it. And, like, it's not the best show in the world, but it's funny. And I enjoy humor.
2: It it wore on me a little bit, but I I really enjoyed it when I first started.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's gone downhill a little bit in uh, the season three that I'm up to now. But I'm hoping they bring it home strong in the end. I I really enjoyed it, too, but I fell off uh, probably, I'm not sure, it, it, definitely after they introduced
1: his brother. And um, you watched the second season, John? Yeah. Yeah, so when second Phil died, like, I passed that. Does it get better? Or do you, are you literally <laughs> just, like, it tanks? <laughs> Does it tank that bad?
2: I, I did not really care for the season three. But uh-huh. I don't. You never know. Maybe I was just on my phone more during the show.
0: Did you end up finishing <laughs> it?
2: No, didn't. <laughs> all it's right, a glowing well... review for this program. Everyone's <laughs> like,
1: "Yeah, I mean, it's all right." I couldn't commit to it. So I guess I came <laughs> I, back
2: around. three. I had a lot of stuff going on when I was trying to keep up with it. But it probably kept yeah. me from watching it. I
1: hear that.
0: Well, as yeah. someone who will stay <laughs> in a stay in a bad thing for way too long. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, and we'll commit to something, no matter the fuck what. Um, I will. I will stick with it to the bitter end. I hear you.
2: <laughs> We're going. Whoa. Whoa. Um. Uh, well. Uh, let's change topic. I. I, <laughs> I have been watching Make Millions on HBO. About I never knew this story. It's fascinating. Have you guys heard of the show Make Millions?
1: I've heard of it, so uh, I don't I've
2: know, heard but the name. But go ahead and fill it me in. McDonald's Monopoly Game Fraud. Oh, I never yeah. knew. The, I never knew it was fraud. And the only people that won $1 million. And it was all, like, by the mafia. Wow. They were like, yep. mafia? Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. So I've been yeah, watching wasn't it t- that. Wasn't it wasn't
1: until, like, 2003 that it was, or when it, they stopped rigging, or was it longer? I, I think actually, maybe 2009 or something like that.
2: With yeah, that's crazy shit Absolutely fascinating And then I've also been watching uh, It's 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 not nearly as, as bright But I've been watching The Trials of Gabriel And that is just a hard watch um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that But there's like an 8 year old boy Who'd been systematically tortured by His oh, mom yeah. and her boyfriend To the point where he died And they tried to be like Oh, he was wrestling with his brother but, like, he had, like, abnormal – like, it looked like he'd been bound and beaten, and they said he was locked in this cabinet, and, like – They found shit in his stomach? Yeah, cat litter, cat litter. Yeah, cat and, litter. And also, also, it was like there had been numerous reports that he'd been, like, I'm being beaten, and teachers were having it investigated, and they just weren't doing it, which is even sadder. You know, yeah. so it's not only just the trials of his parents, but it's the trial. There were four social workers that were indicted on federal charges as well. And the, I mean, it, it's fascinating, but it, uh, it's a hard watch.
1: Yeah, it was. My girlfriend, was like, Alicia was watching it. I'm like, Kevin, like, what the hell? This is some heavy shit. Very sad. Very sad. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. That sounds time. terrible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking tragic, dude. I, I, I not imagine watching anything worse
2: than that. <laughs> it was it was, cat was
1: it was, yeah, cats doing like cat. Well
2: done. I mean, did you watch "Don't Fuck with Cats" because that was equally sad but really well done. I wanted
1: to, but I I can't do it. I just can't. I can't take myself to watch it. I was gonna watch "Midsummer." But that sounds so fucking insane. I just can't get myself to watch it.
0: Man, have you ever heard of that movie, you guys? Like, what is that?
2: Midsummer. Is that a- no. Oh, Midsummer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's this movie about this uh, girl and her boyfriend and her friend who go to this festival. I forget what country it's in, but anyway, the festival turns into be some crazy ass cult and all the crazy shit that goes down. But I guess it's really fucking brutal. Ooh.
0: That actually sounds quite intriguing.
1: I'll probably get around to watching it, but it's like one of those things where I have to build myself up.
0: (laughs) Man, speaking of depressing shit, I watched a movie that sounded like just a really fun romp, uh, but it was like very, very sad by the end. Have you ever heard of like, I think it's like 1968 kind of era. It's called The Swimmer.
1: I have heard of it, yeah. The guy's going through all the backyards.
0: Yeah, so like the premise is it's like this uh, this dude that's like, I'm just going to swim Hello? in... Yeah. Can you hear
1: me? I lost you for a second, Chris. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so uh, the premise is just this dude's like, I'm just going to swim in all these random people's pools from this party I'm at till I get home. I'm like, this sounds fucking delightful. I'm all about this. But... But uh, <laughs> through the process of swimming home through all of these random pools, you slowly work out that his life is not the the uh, exciting, um, well-put-together life of, of lavishness that, that you may think to start with. And by the time he gets home... His home has been foreclosed on. His family has left him, and he's left crying in the rain. Cut to credits. Dude. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> I mean, it was a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong, but I was just not ready for the, the emotional deal that that movie did on me, you know?
1: Oh, for sure. That's fucking heart-wrenching. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, this guy okay. just goes on an adventure and you find out he left his whole family and he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, they all left him because he's a piece of shit, apparently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: That, I'm going to add that to the list. that's
1: no, no, real yeah. good. <laughs> you watch it after Gabriel. <laughs> you no,
2: know, guys. Uh, Mike Seidel and I, who we've we've become pretty close friends, Uh, Mike Seidel and I are on tape trading tape ter- trading terms. Ooh. of, like, campy, like, cannibal movies and, like, old, like... Like, I Gave Him Dead Alive by Peter Jackson, uh, which he had never seen. If you've never seen that, it was Peter Jackson's first movie, and it was kind of like a dark comedy zombie movie that was over-the-top gory during, like, the gorgasm era. You know, just over-the-top. Um, What was... uh what's the name of the movie about... The liquor the guy finds in the alley, and you drink it, and it makes you melt.
0: What? That sounds great. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any idea what this is, but that sounds wonderful.
2: Got it sitting around. Let me see if I can.
1: That's a terrible beverage. It. Don't drink that.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't think of the name of it right now. I've got it sitting around somewhere. Um, uh, but that's gonna be the next one I give him. Death but, juice. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I forgot what it was called, but I mean, it's it's just all about this just this guy finds this liquor and he owns a liquor store and he's gonna sell it in his store for like cheap, but all these bombs start buying it because it's super cheap, and it turns all of them into like it just makes them melt into like bright neon colors, and uh, it's just kind of over the top, you know, one of those types of things.
0: That sounds amazing, like a just schlocky goodness. Is this like a 90s movie?
2: Uh, 80s or 90s, during that era where it was just over the top gory. Oh, where is I'm looking around my house right now to see if I can find it.
0: (laughs) This is the effort we put in for our listeners. If if anyone straggled all the way along here through this episode, we'll find out this episode. I mean, this uh, this movie.
2: What movie it was, if you remember, I'll tell you guys later.
0: (laughs) All right. Excellent. Well, I think... We should close the show on that. So. Yeah, I think we've come to a slow sprawl of a... <laughs> and next time we find out what was
1: the name of the
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I hope you guys um end up making it to Tampa. Hey, will you be like severely fucked over if it gets cancelled? Or do you uh, have ticket insurance yeah, I'll
2: a lot of money because nobody's paid me for the place
1: oh, uh, I thought you said I keep telling you how, many, how much and you said you have an opportunity to cancel
2: so um, if we um, I'll, I'll be able to get most of it back but like I'll still be out you know a fair amount I'm definitely uh, going to give you money buddy don't worry about that Well, we, okay. should,
1: still, we should still go and uh, yeah. we'll
2: they'll, they'll be... is running.
1: yeah if they're still running we're going And then if we need to switch tickets to go to all the collective shows, then we'll just spend our time at the Cuban the whole weekend. Well, Jeremy,
2: uh, if we have more free time than originally planned, Matt Seidel has invited me and whoever I'm with to go paddleboarding and kayaking on his property. He lives on some water. I, uh, uh,
0: I don't want to drown. Can you not swim?
1: Can I could swim. I just, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. You get intoxicated. Which We're way's up, Jeremy? They've been doing some ayahuasca with Matt Seidel and ended up drowning.
0: You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Though, I mean, would that be the worst end to life?
2: <laughs>
1: Jeremy <laughs>
0: with the Tampa for WrestleMania. How and he died? Did he get Corona? No,
1: he drowned on ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh tremendous he, I kind of just want to go do that instead month. of watching wrestling
1: yeah <laughs> that'd be
2: great. Yeah,
1: All right, man. let's do some plugs. Jonathan Kraft, where can we follow you on the twitter?
2: j Kraft with a c nine zero one on Twitter and on instagram j c nine
0: o one three o three Chris things,
1: where can we find you on the social medias?
0: Well, it's funny you may ask, but you can find me at ChrisThings. Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> On both the Twitter and the Instagram. My Twitter is mostly limited to just retweeting things I find funny or amusing. Uh, my Instagram is where I post my art. You should check it out and buy some. Uh, I'd also like to plug uh, our own show Twitter, at GrownMenPod, where you can keep up to date with this week sometimes share matches that we talk about as well. It's a fun time. Uh, And a big thank you to uh, the great team at Social Suplex. Uh, That's a great wrestling podcast network that we happen to be part of uh, with other such shows as uh, One Nation Radio, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, the All Elite Show, and Keeping It Strong Style. All of that at socialsuplex.com. Sweet. And then you can also
1: find me at James Vanderbeek at J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek on both Instagram and Twitter. If you need a shirt design or anything of that nature, get at me. I also do another podcast uh, with my buddy Derek Montilla at The Derek. Steel Cage. It's at The Steel Cage on the Twitter machine as well. Hey, John, what's that movie name?
0: I didn't look it up yet because I figured it would be. Stay
1: tuned next week, folks.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned indeed. Uh, hang on. Uh, as a little... What? I always want to reward people for listening through the plugs. So you have to give them one one little you know, Easter egg. A nice, fun little mm. thing. I want, to, I want to do this going forward. So, in addition to Ric Flair... Found it. What, oh, what is it? What is it? It's called Street Trash. Woo! Yeah, it's perfect. That is such a perfect name. All right. But so for right, my question... Good outside of a threesome with rick flair what old wrestlers would you want to have a threesome with who's your number two after rick uh
1: shoot um definitely not uh colonel robert parker Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> oh man no, by, by
0: comparison this for our listeners at home this man has a ginormous penis so (laughs) it's ridiculous
1: (laughs) yeah we don't need that uh maybe what it'd be it'd be pretty fun to do a chick with gorgeous george him prancing around the room looking awesome
0: (laughs) jeremy i'm I'm really sad to break this to you but gorgeous george died good 20 years ago
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly i thought we'd pick it anybody it literally has to be somebody alive Oh I thought we were just have a fantasy book. I mean
0: if you want to do a threesome with gorgeous George's skeleton, then you can. <laughs> I would this would be a time traveling scenario friend. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> John, who you got?
2: You know, I think it'd be got of phone to bang a girl with Scott Hall. Oh, good one. You good see one. he's a partier You know, he seems like like he'd be a good lover, but, you know, to a woman?
1: (laughs) To to a
2: woman? Does he have his
1: toothpick in his mouth the whole time? Who knows?
2: He does. Yeah, he does. (laughs) In in my picturing of this, yes, he does.
0: All right. Chris, you and your weird question, go for it. Just as a tidbit on Johns, I think... At the moment of climax, Scott Hall has to like do the throwing of the toothpick at that moment. <laughs> that's, that's part of the deal. And
1: after he lays back, he's, that's one more for the good guy.
0: <laughs> Takes a survey from everyone, how good this threesome was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, have not thought this through very well, but I always just default to my, my fucking hero, Marty Gennetti.
1: Oh, man. Did, did you see what he posted on Facebook today? Oh,
0: dude. Man, he's, he's had a good week on, on Twitter and Facebook, actually.
1: Yeah, we don't need to go into it, but just basically he said he's a better wrestler than Shawn Michaels. He would have been a, better, a bigger star if he put more meat in his mouth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Good <laughs> fun,
0: guys. Thanks. <laughs> we finished it on a high oh. guys good job good job yeah we brought it back around
1: we had the street You got all figured out everybody
0: knows that the bird is aware of